Binding Chaos by Heather Marsh. Stigmergy. I hope I'm saying this right. I really, some of the things she has, terms she has, I do not know how to pronounce. Stigmergy is a mechanism of indirect coordination between agents or actions. The principle is that the trace left in the environment by an action stimulates the performance of a next action by the same or a different agent. In that way, subsequent actions tend to reinforce and build on each other leading to the spontaneous emergence of coherent, apparently systematic activity. Stigmergy is a form of self-organization. It produces complex, seemingly intelligent structures without need for any planning, control, or even direct communication between the agents. This is a quote taken from Wikipedia. So this is a definition of it. Certain ideas are powerful enough to create a butterfly effect. Excuse me, a swarm that will not be stopped by any restraining force. The civil rights movement in the United States was one such idea with no amount of opposition could prevent, which no amount of opposition could prevent. Power of stigmergy was proven in that and many other points in history. Stigmergy is the action based is the action based twin of an idea based system. If there are no official authorities, anyone can act to further an idea and it is up to the society or user group to accept or reject the act. A personality-based system can never allow for mass collaboration on a global scale without representation, representation such as that seen in organizations like the United Nations. If the world is to move away from representation and allow all voices to be heard, we need to find methods of collaboration which work with idea and action-based systems. Concentric user groups with epistemic communities and knowledge bridges may work for idea-based systems. For action, stigmergy seems the best option. Currently, the typical response to a situation which requires an action is to create a noun in the form of a committee, commission, organization, cooperation, NGO, government body, etc. Far too often the action never appears at all as the focus is always on the organization and the personalities involved instead. Most systems are now run by competitive organizations. Competition creates redundancy, is slow and wastes resources on idea prote protection, advertisement, and more. Competition also requires secrecy, which blocks progress and auditing and causes lost opportunities and ideas. Patents and copyrights further limit speed and the potential for mass input of ideas. Collaboration between the people with the greatest expertise does not happen unless they are hired by the same project. The alternative to competition has traditionally been cooperation. This is most effective only in groups of two to eight people. For groups larger than 25, cooperation is agonizingly slow. An exercise in personality management which quickly degenerates into endless discussion and soothing of ruffled feathers. It is extremely vulnerable to agent provocateurs and in large-scale groups very seldom accomplishes anything of value. Cooperation traditionally operates on the democratic principle that all voices are equal, so it does not allow for leaders or users with greater expertise, energy, or understanding to have greater influence than those on the periphery. Cooperation wastes a great deal of time and resources in both discussing and discussing the discussions. In an action-based system, this discussion is rarely required as the opinion of those not doing the work is probably of little value unless it is solicited advice from a trusted, knowledgeable party. Cooperation and consensus-based systems are usually dominated by extroverted personalities who make decisions to control the work of others and are justly resented by those doing the actual work. Most workers do not enjoy the hierarchical system shown in the chart below as they lose autonomy, mastery, and creative control over their own work. The feeling, the feeling at the bottom is no different whether there is a horizontal or a hierarchical structure making the decisions. Cooperative systems frequently use consensus or votes to make decisions for the entire group. 
These methods may not produce the best results, as many people may not understand the work if they are not actually doing it, and they may demand things they would never be willing to do themselves. Consensus-based systems are also prone to the hive mind, appropriation of credit for individual ideas and labor, which causes further resentment. Then she has a chart of a hierarchical system and a consensus hierarchy. In the stick merchy picture below, all workers have full autonomy to create as they wish. The power of the user group is in the ability to accept or reject the work. Since there is no officially designated person to perform a task, the users are free to create alternatives if they do not, do not like what they are offered. Workers are free to create regardless of acceptance or rejection. In the picture below, some work may be accepted by the largest group, some alternatives for a different user group, some only by a small group, and sometimes the worker will be alone in their vi with their vision. In all cases, the worker is still free to create it as they wish. History has shown no dr drastically innovative ideas that received instant mainstream acceptance in history. Also shows that radically new ideas are often, are most often the result of solitary vision. To leave control of work to group consensus only is to cripple innovation. And she has another illustration. Okay, and then the next part is stigmergic, stigmergic collaboration, which I will say for next time, because I think it's going to be a lot to try and understand this. Stigmergy in and of itself. Sorry, this still seems like something I'm trying to wrap my head around. Um, I do the exosocialism. Exo is that right? Ah, I'm sorry, it's been a while since I've been here. She promotes exosocialism, and I found a list of uh, ideas for doing that because I think how we're set up to do things, um, and and a lot of that is what we're what we have to do. I mean, survival stuff. You have to work. You have to do this, that, and the other. Um, so there's the things that you have to do, and exosocialism is what do you take pleasure in? And I found a list from another book. Uh, that kind of talked about the same thing and I thought it was a pretty good list and actually I think it was based on some Indian uh, uh, texts, very old uh, Indian texts um, and the Vedas and different things. I don't know which one but it was based kind of off of that so I'm going to pause so I'm going to stop here and then when I come back I'm going to uh, the next one will be about those lists of things that you can do to help maybe start ha start having you think about what you can do for uh, as far as as part of exosocialism. I hope I'm saying that right. Oh my gosh, it's been a long time. I hope everyone's safe and healthy and staying safe and healthy. All right, I'll be back. <laughs>